This is episode 11 of the Movie Maniacs podcast. I'm your host, Noah, and joining me is Sam. Hey, Noah, how are you? I'm doing really good. Sam, how are you? I'm doing well. Can't complain. Yeah? Is it raining where you are? It sure is. It yeah, seems like it's picking up, too. <laughs> yeah, it has. Same over here. It's been dark and gloomy all day, but it's really pouring down now. Yeah, absolutely. Been like that here, too. <laughs> Yeah, um, so this is our third, but really fourth installment into the Batman retrospective. And so for the past uh, two we've done, including Batman Returns, um, when I watched Batman, I just um, watched the movie and then I came straight on to this podcast uh, to record with you. And um, uh, I am... Coming in, I've never seen Batman Returns before, um, and you know we'll get to that later when we uh, after we talk about what we've seen recently. But uh, the movie ended, and I am like, oh my goodness, I <laughs> cannot wait to talk about this movie. <laughs> I mean, I just can't wait to get there. But uh, yeah, uh, Sam, uh, what have you seen recently since we last talked? Um, really, the only thing new I've watched was I watched uh, X Men: Dark Phoenix. Um, I watched that uh, maybe Monday. I hadn't actually seen mm-hmm. it yet. Um, I haven't been a huge fan of the X Men franchise on the on the screen so far. I like the I enjoyed the uh, you know the nineties cartoon, but um, I, <laughs> I haven't really liked any of the installment of X Men. So I had pretty low expectations of uh, that one, but I actually it it exceeded my expectations. I it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was a pretty good final installment of this franchise until I guess maybe Marvel's going to take it over and then I, I'm mm-hmm. kind of excited to see what they do with it. Hopefully they uh, they breathe some some life into it and I'll really enjoy it. Yeah, actually I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the X-Men movies. Uh, I could usually always count on them to make um, um, high quality superhero movies. They've made some of my favorites. Uh, Logan yeah. is one of my favorite superhero movies just of all time. Yeah. But um, from what I heard, uh, it's pretty much all downhill from Logan with um, X Men Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix. But uh, I'm I'm interested in that uh, you thought that um, uh, yeah, Dark Phoenix was good because I'd heard that, that there was that it was um the opposite oh well i i'm <laughs> like i said my expectations were kind of low uh, i did enjoy yeah. logan i didn't really consider i guess he's technically an x-men but i since it was a solo wolverine movie i i kind of didn't lump it in there um mm-hmm. and uh no i i enjoy i i did like logan it's hard not to like uh uh wolverine and then <laughs> patrick mm-hmm. stewart as uh P- Professor X is always a good one. You can't go wrong with Patrick Stewart yeah. as an actor. Um, so, but no, Dark Phoenix. I mean, like I said, it's uh, it it was good. Uh, it was good for an X Men movie. <laughs> I just have, right, you know, yeah. I just had low ex. I, I just even the even when they first brought on Hugh Jackman as uh, Wolverine in the first X Men, you know, back uh, with. Um, when they first kicked off the franchise, I just couldn't really get into it. Um, okay. So it just, you know, it's hard to beat it. But then, you know, I got Deadpool, so I always love Deadpool. Uh, 
especially when they brought in Cable. I really liked it, the second Deadpool with Cable. That kind of bleeds into oh. some of the X-Men cartoons that watched back in the 90s. So that was that was pretty good. Uh, yeah, all right. And then, and then I wa- I've watched about a third of The Rise of Skywalker on uh, Disney+. Plus. Um, I, I watched that one in the theaters when it first came out, so it's, I'm reviewing it, so I haven't really, uh, I didn't feel the need to sit down and watch the entire movie all at once, and to be frank, I, I probably can't. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I, I enjoy uh, some Star Wars, but uh, I, I haven't been a big fan of uh, 7, 8, and 9 um, too much, but I've always gone out there and watched them in the theaters. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of a defender of The Rise of Skywalker. I could definitely see a, a, a lot of flaws with the movie, but um, I, I like it as a whole. But, yeah, I think that um, really, for me, it's just that original trilogy that really sticks out as my favorites. I mean, when I rank them, I mean, it's for me, it's Empire, Star Wars, and The Return of the Jedi. I mean, I know The Return of the Jedi is not... Um, the most liked of the original trilogy, but it still has that great cast. And I think that it ends that trilogy. So if I just go ahead and throw it up as, as number three for me, Yeah. but um, yeah, I, uh, I'm ready to see just really a new take with star Wars, like the new um, Ryan Johnson trilogy yeah. and just some of the newer things that Disney is going to try out. Um, I'm also sort of a defender of solo. I, I kind of like what that movie does just with its sort of ground level take um but i'm ready to see something new yeah. with the star wars i I, I actually i i enjoy solo a lot um i know it got can- mm-hmm. i know it got canned and uh and then you know darth maul coming back at the end uh getting that shout out to the the clone wars series and stuff so that, that was yeah that was really cool and you know i think all, all the newest star wars stuff aside from the mandalorian which is amazing um Mm-hmm. I've got to say my favorite has been Rogue One. Uh, Absolutely. That's probably, outside of the uh, the original trilogy, that's probably my favorite uh, recent Star Wars edition. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, especially the last 30 seconds with Vader showing up and he actually, shows, <laughs> actually yes. demonstrates why he's feared and, and a real bad guy. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it too. I'm, I'm ready for season two of The Mandalorian. Yes. Yeah, it was uh, just announced uh, a few days ago that Boba Fett is going to make an appearance in The Mandalorian. That, yeah, I saw that. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what they did. I, I know he had a, I think he had a comic book run where he got spit out by the Sarlacc, mm-hmm. but, you know, yeah. there's always that the, you know, Star Wars fans are comes in two categories, it seems like. They, they hate everything or they just accept it and move on. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and as long as it's not crazy and, you know, it fits the storyline, I'm A-OK with them bringing back Boba Fett. See, you know, as a, for a minor character, he's a he has a big influence on Star Wars, I think. Yeah, and I, I've never really quite understood the uh, crazy Boba Fett fandom. I mean, his, he has really, like, maybe 10 minutes of screen time tops. And the original trilogy, and ever since then, like he's been really groomed as this awesome character, but he hasn't really done anything to prove it. Right. Um, and I um, wrote an article on my website at the No Newcomb Hub about um, uh, the genius of the Mandalorian show and how it just starts all 
all over because if they made a Boba Fett movie or show, there's baggage coming in with him because not a lot of people like that he's a clone from uh, Jango Fett in the prequels. Yeah. Um, but here, um, Disney has a chance to um, start all over with the same cool helmet. And you no, know, I think Mandalorian, the Mandalorian earns his place as an awesome Star Wars character. Um, so I think if there's ever like a confrontation between the two, um, I think that really the Mandalorian has to win or people are going to be um, lusting for a Boba Fett um, solo movie. Absolutely. And they won't be. And I think that um, people won't enjoy the Mandalorian as much because um, they're like, oh, yeah, he's cool. But, you know, Boba Fett, he's still cool. He kicked his tail. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm like I'm with you. I'm pumped for um, season two. Absolutely. And then uh, the, Ewan McGregor said he's going to do a, uh, a an Obi Wan Kenobi series on Disney That's Plus. Right. So I'm, you know, those are the definitely some of the exciting things coming out in the Star Wars car- uh, category. But uh, I don't want to spend forever on our Batman podcast talking about Star Wars. But uh, <laughs> I'm getting excited about that. Yeah. Um, so is that all you, as you see? Yeah, that's pretty much it. And I always, uh, do my standard fallback. I enjoy watching the supernatural. <laughs> so, uh, that's a series I, I always go back to if there's, if I can't fi- find anything I want to watch and just watch an old episode episode or two of that. All right, cool. What about you? Um, well, I um, started watching um, Stranger Things, oh. which you know I'd heard a whole lot about, yeah. but I've I'd never seen it. Um, so I started watching that. And, you know, I, I like it. I'm not. I think I'm as crazy about it as um, some people are. I know it has a massive fan base, but I thought it was really good. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I'm not finished with it yet, but so far it's going pretty good. I'm I'm still on the first season, but um, it's going good. Um, I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about like the quality of the show as it continues. So I'm interested in seeing if it either gets better or if it gets worse. Um, but I am enjoying it so far. It's a show I'm enjoying going through. I have. Uh, I've seen it all, and uh, I can definitely mm-hmm. say that it's 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 good all the way through. Um, all absolutely. Right. All all three all three seasons were good, and I. I'm looking forward to season four too. They set it up. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, but they definitely set it up for a, a pretty serious cliffhanger for season four to kick off with. So it'll be good. All right, uh, all right, cool. I'm glad to know that it'll be um, uh, smooth going. Um, and then I also watched Foxcatcher, um, which for those of you who don't know, what that's about it's based off a true story um, about. Um, John Dupont, and who was uh, kind of an organizer of a wrestling gym at, uh, with the Olympics and all that stuff. And um, I got this um, from another podcast that I listened to. I had this recommended to me, and um, I watched the trailer, and I was really enthralled with um, how Steve Carell has transformed into this character. I mean, this is his most dramatic performance. I've seen him give. Um, I mean, he's no joke in this movie. Um, and, you know, I'm, I think I'm a 
saw a Steve Carell fan. I haven't seen all of his work, but for me, my favorite performance of his is Michael Scott. I mean, he's just so much fun in that show. And, um, yeah, I, but he um, is giving a great performance. And this is just a chilling tale about paranoia and betrayal. I definitely recommend this movie. And try to go in not knowing what the real story is. That's what I did. I avoided all possible spoilers um, for this movie just so I could go in not knowing anything. And I had a really good experience with this movie. Uh, Steve Carell's performance is the highlight um, by far. It's a fantastic performance by him. And um, Mark Ruffalo is in this also. He, he does a good job as well. And yeah, definitely a recommend. All right. Um, and then there's a documentary on Netflix um, talking about the true story of this as well. So I, the next day I watched it and um, it, it, I learned some more things from the documentary. Uh, you know, with most movies based off true stories, the director will take that story and use it to, sort of to tell a, a different one. Um, just, I mean, Fox catches a, a story of paranoia and... I mean, John DuPont is sort of a mentally unstable character. Um, and just Team Fox Catcher kind of lays it all out for you, which is the name of the Netflix documentary. Uh, I liked both. I think I just enjoyed Fox Catcher more just because of the um, cinematic feel of the movie. But um, for those of you who are um, interested in knowing more about the, just the story of Fox Catcher, I'd recommend you check out that documentary. And then I watched The Godfather. Oh, uh-huh, there we go. Um, which, yeah, which really, uh, I mean, I think everyone has heard of The Godfather. I mean, it's uh, one of the most famous, um, and pro- probably one of the um, best movies of all time, yeah. really, um, c- by most people's standards. And I have to say that I'm not along with him. This was a really, uh, really good movie. I'm not going to go into it, into it too much and save that for maybe a, uh, a possible uh, review later but I'd say per- all the performances were good and this was a great movie and um, then I watched The Social Network about the guy who invented Facebook it's really not about how Facebook was created it's about the guy who invented Facebook and this was a never great movie great cinematography uh, good score and great acting um, just telling a really good story. Uh, I'm. I think that probably some of it's not true, and that's what you get really with some of these biopics, biopics or um, uh, just movies based off true stories. Is they'll change things a little bit, but uh, this was a very entertaining movie and almost sort of a thriller in its own right, but in a different way. Uh, this is directed by the um, David Fincher who invented Fight Club, and there's not a whole lot of those elements there, but uh, it keeps on the edge of your seat, really. I enjoyed this a whole lot. And then I watched The Greatest Showman um, for, unfortunately, it was like by half a dozen times, <laughs> and I don't know. I have a love-hate relationship with this movie. Mostly hate, to be honest. I'm so tired of this movie. It's it's everywhere. All these songs. Yeah. Um, Sam, I think you know, I mean, yeah. um, our coach, um, Coach Kirby, plays this <laughs> these songs from this movie all yes, the time. And um, 
we were watching the um, 249 UFC fights um, a few days ago, and some guy came in with the Greatest Showman theme song, walked out to that song, and I just groaned. I, I can't stand this movie anymore. We watched yeah. it um, for my brother's birthday. This was the movie he picked, and I mean, he loves this movie, and I'm I'm glad he enjoys it, but man, I'm so tired of this movie. I mean, I'm in the middle of actually writing a review for this movie, and I'm just really struggling to give this movie some compliments, because I don't just absolutely hate this movie, but I'm so tired of it. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all that I've seen. Yeah. All right. We have arrived, and Sam, I'm excited. Batman Returns. Probably one of the most controversial um, Batman movies, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam, going in, um, have you had you seen this movie before? Yes, yeah. I mean, I, I watched it. Uh, I definitely watched it when it first came out in the theaters back in uh, was it ninety two. And uh, I've watched it on and off mm-hmm. throughout the years, and uh, um, you know, showed it to my kids. They actually remember this one. Uh, remember watching this one mainly because of all the penguins. And uh, they, when I was watching the, the original Batman to uh, to review with the with you last week, they they were like, "I don't think I've ever seen this movie." Mm-hmm. I was like, "How is this possible? You see Batman Returns, but you haven't watched the original Batman." <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've, I've seen yeah. it a number of times, and uh, I just made sure I, I rewatched the entire thing uh, before we had our, you know, before this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, just to get it refreshed in my mind. But I don't know. Yeah, I've had yeah, yeah, a lot of viewings of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I had never sat down to watch this entire movie. Um, I'd always seen like the third act. Mm-hmm. Um. I'd always caught it on television, like with my dad or something, when we'd watch the last um, 20 minutes. But I'd not seen the full movie. I, I, I knew the whole story. I mean, I knew everything that was really going to happen in the movie. I'd listened to reviews of it on other podcasts and stuff, um, just out of respect for the movie. But I really had no interest in seeing this movie. It was really only out of of dignity that I uh, watch this or <laughs> out of that. Cause I had to for this retrospective. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really just kind of waiting for the Nolan trilogy. Cause really um, since bat, um, Batman and onto the Nolan trilogy, it, it's pretty much all downhill yeah. until we get to say Batman begins. I mean, uh, I mean, next we're doing, uh, Batman Forever. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, <laughs> they will do Batman and Robin, and then we're going to do Catwoman. I mean, we have three more duds oh, yeah. um, to talk about. but Especially um, Catwoman. And I haven't seen any of those. Oh, okay. Yes. I, I think I'm honestly excited to talk about Catwoman <laughs> just because I'm, I'm it's because maybe this will be like a guilty pleasure. Yeah. This is what this will turn into. Like, maybe this will be so bad. Like, We'll be recommending it, but I don't know. I'm really interested in seeing how that conversation is going to go. Oh, but yeah, I'd never seen this movie before, and I'd heard about some of the behind the scenes. I mean, this is there's a lot of juicy details in the behind the scenes, and I'll mention a few that I looked up for podcast. But yeah, 
So really, we you know we start off um, with. Are you there, Noah? Uh, yeah, I'm there. Um, we start off kind of with this really a a real different opening. Yes. Than what we had seen in the original Batman, and to be honest, instantly I was kind of bummed out. I mean, this didn't have the sit the this the cinematic grand feel that Batman 1989 had. I mean, that opening was really a great start with the slow pan over the bat symbol. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the things I did ding um, Batman 1989 for was um, it's Batman, just kind of how he acted. Um, but really, um, instantly, I'm, I'm kind of glaring at Burton when mm-hmm. I'm watching this movie just with some of the decisions he's making. And, I mean, this is Burton's style. I and mean, we talked about it um, in our last review, just sort of his, what he does. And, we you know, we talked about how, I mean, he kind of has, like, this sort of fascination with, I mean, freak stories, yeah. you know. Um, That's kind of the story he tells. Yeah, especially with, he, he went all in with the Penguin on this one, too. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. I cannot wait to get the Penguin. But, yeah, <laughs> um, we start out with, we still have the Danny Elfman score, and Danny Elfman usually always does a good job, but he does a good job here. Um, but I have to say, this felt, reminded me a lot more of, like, say, Edward Scissorhands yeah. did it, did, than it did um, the original Batman 1989. I mean, there is a, there's a, something different instantly about how this movie even looks, feels. Um, it's a... Yeah, a lot different from what we'd seen the Batman 1989. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. Yeah, and I agree that the opening, you're just like, what is going on? <laughs> but uh, Yeah, you know, it, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm, I'm just, you know, he, he again, he's just setting up the freak of the, of the show and uh, mm-hmm. just, you know, just getting it ready. It really feels like Penguin and Batman. <laughs> Batman <laughs> definitely being the uh, second tier. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Batman is almost a non-entity here. Right. I mean, he. It takes thirteen minutes for him to show up. I mean, watching this movie for the first time, I'm waiting for Batman to show up, and when he finally does, I, I pause it just to see what what time it's been, how long it's taken. It's been thirteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, we you know we we have our opening credits and. Then it, it kind of switches keys to the classic Batman score. I think this may be like the only like one out of three times we really hear it. Yeah. Like it's like we did in Batman 1989. Um, but you know we open up with um, Baby Penguin being thrown out, mm-hmm. and instantly I kind of have a problem with this because I mean the, I think what Burton is trying to tell us is that it's because the Penguin got thrown out that he was that he's such a terrible person, but really this opening says the opposite. It's, he was already this kind of psychopath. I mean, yeah. as a baby, he's like pulling cats in his cage. And like, yeah. he ate the, he ate the family he cat. Had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he eats it. And we, the opening is like, we see these like possible servants running out of his room. Yeah. And it was just weird. I mean, he's not even a sympathetic character in the beginning because he's already this murderer right. of pets sure but I mean we can see I mean this is obviously um, like 
setting up his murderous um, persona. Okay, we're all right. Yep, we're back. Okay, so just uh, we had some technical issues with the, I guess the storming and stuff. Most yeah, likely. I think so. Sunspots or solar flares—you never know. All right, so <laughs> yeah, I had to do some editing, and um, well, we last ended on talking about the penguin, him being just sort of a kind of a weird character, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we wrapped up there. Um. We yeah, I think all of us, uh, well, both of us, um, kind of agree that this was a weird opening. It it really um, was. Um, and so I believe after that we transitioned to seeing um, Shrek. Yes. Um, and Shrek is played by Christopher Walken, and I'm honest, honestly, I don't like his performance here. He he comes off very wooden. Yeah. Um. And with the worst wig, the <laughs> worst wig I have ever seen. Yeah. And I think we've all seen some bad wigs in our lifetime. Yeah. This is the worst wig I have ever seen. Yeah. It, it's there. I don't. Yeah. I don't like the character at all. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I agree with you. He just. It's not very convincing. I. I don't really. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> don't like it at all. I agree with you too about the wig. It's. It's. He just looks crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with the with the tone of, of like of his voice, I mean, it's just like the same tone in almost every scene. Like mm-hmm. he has no shift in his voice, or it doesn't get higher or lower with any emotion. I mean, it's just straight out wooden. Yeah, yeah um, but jumping way ahead, I mean, there's good examples when you know Penguin's trying to take his son, and he's like, "Take me," you know. He's just not. He didn't, you know. He's just. It's not convincing. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, but really what this scene serves is, is the opening for Selena Kyle. I mean, that's what this scene does. It does. Um, we the... see... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, as the executive assistant, not secretary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer um, is probably the best part about this movie. Yeah. For me uh she gives a very good performance but with this opening here i mean she's kind of just playing this uh fumbling girl who nobody really cares for or likes and we're gonna see her her home life later um and one of the main problems with this movie is pacing and when we get to her house it, it, it kind of grinds to almost a, kind of a halt yeah and then she'll go back to the office later but um yeah, uh, I mean, she does a good job at this opening, but really, I think she really breaks loose um, when she turns into Catwoman. I, that's when I like her the most. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, it, she she does, I, I guess maybe it was the beginning, you know, she was trying to, like you said, she's bumbling and uh, she becomes freer after she is uh, killed and becomes Catwoman. And uh, mm-hmm. that, yeah, she really gets into the character later on in the movie. Yeah, and um, that's pretty much all this opening does. I mean, we don't really get a whole lot of this opening just by kind of introducing us to two um, characters that are going to be in this movie a whole lot. Um, but we, we pretty much we switch on to that, and then we go to the Gotham 
the the Christmas lighting with the um, Christmas tree. Um, and by this point, um, a little more than 10 minutes have passed, and I'm still um, sitting out. Where's Batman? <laughs> I mean, that, that's what I'm thinking of. Because the first movie did so well with right out of the gate, we get introduced to Batman. And yeah. that was that was awesome. Like I, I mentioned that. I mean, I love that opening. I mean, it serves its purpose well, and it tells us about this character. Um, but I mean, it takes us 13 minutes to get um, to Batman. We didn't even see Bruce Wayne. I mean, it's just uh, we haven't even seen Bruce Wayne yet. I mean, it takes two minutes for us to see Bruce Wayne and Batman. Yeah. Um, and uh, this opening is. This opening for Batman, I think it's pretty good. Um, I'm, but this is a, this is where I have a lot of problems with Burton's vision of Batman. He is, we mentioned earlier, he is a non-entity in this movie. I mean, he is almost barely in this movie. I mean, really, this could be called Catwoman and the Penguin. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, with featuring Batman, yeah. like it is just. Oh, I mean, it's rough because <laughs> I mean, I'm here to see Batman, um, but Burton's vision is sort of taking away my enjoyment of this character because Burton is more interested in these other characters, and it leaves Batman to not only not be in this movie a whole lot, but really he's not as interesting. You're right. He's not. He's pretty wooden, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, Keaton is doing, I mean, the best he can with what he's given, but when he, what he's given isn't even a whole lot. Right. Um, I think that my favorite thing that, that um, Burton does with this character is his relationship with Selena Kyle. Um, but really, a lot of that falls on Catwoman mm-hmm. uh, most of the time. I mean, it, Burton only introduces that, like, all right, well, Catwoman needs to have some sort of relationship. We'll throw her in with Batman, uh, really because of the comics and with um, Batman being the main character of the story, even though it doesn't really show it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And we open up with, what are the, what is this game called? The Red Triangle? Uh, oh, I'm, you caught me on that one. I don't, I don't even remember now. <laughs> I think uh, we'll go with the Red Triangle. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but, I mean, pretty much these guys are from the Penguin. Yeah. I mean, that's what they are. Um, and, yeah, I like this opening. That actually, he's still stiff. I mean, he's turning his entire body mm-hmm. when he needs to look at the direction. But um, I think the costume is a lot better. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is more of its – I think this is the most iconic one. Um, I like this one the most. Yeah. We, uh, I like the symbol more. It's more um, prominent. And I like the Batmobile more. There's a the different style there. Mm-hmm. It, it, all sort of minor changes to what we had seen in the 1981, the 1989 version. Um, but they make it for the better. And I like um, the suit and the Batmobile better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. It uh, it looks a lot better. I mean, they even make some, you know, some reference to it later on. Selena Kyle does, <laughs> so it's uh yeah. Um, but like really with this opening, something I forgot to mention is like, not only are we not seeing Batman, like, but 
I'm like, if I didn't go in not knowing what this title was, I mean, I would, I didn't even think this would be a bat. This wouldn't even be a Batman movie to me. Yeah, no. Um, up until now, you're you're uh, you're 100 correct, and I think Christopher Walken had more <laughs> more screen time than Batman did. Um, and he <laughs> and he was supposed to be a second tier character, you know. I guess mm-hmm. it's the big problem with having you know those those four were pretty big names back uh, you know back in the early 90s. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably Danny DeVito being the biggest one at that time. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, I mean, the opening's good, but took way too long. Um, if we're like counting pacing, like every time Batman shows up, this is a slow movie. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, it is like it takes so long just for us to get to the what I actually see after next, and it's 13 minutes till we get to Batman. Then we're going to have a 20 minute break from Batman again, and it, it's much longer, but I'd say a Pfeiffer is supporting the movie in between those um, breaks, I guess. Yeah. Um, getting her origin story. Um, and when they got to making the Catwoman movie, I mean, the plan was to have Burton do it, um, to Pfeiffer and Burton to reunite. And um, that did not happen. Um, I think Burton dropped out of it, and then um, Pfeiffer just went along with him. She wouldn't do it if um, Burton didn't do it, and vice versa. Um, but yeah, Pfeiffer's doing a good job, and when she... All those scenes where she's by herself at her apartment, um, just walking through, we're kind of seeing how she goes through her day, um, just going through her house, like um, listening to those voicemails, really... I mean, she's just, she's kind of just there. I mean, I mean, to Selena Kyle, she has nothing really to live for. Right. Nobody really likes her or cares for her. Um, but yeah, I do think that um, Michelle Pfeiffer is supporting those breaks between Batman because it really, if you, this is, um, I think we mentioned in the Batman 1989 movie that, um, um, Batman fans, of the comics are going to have to put a, just a little bit of things behind them that they can't bring into this movie. Um, but here, as a comic book fan, it does get a little ridiculous. I mean, just how, like, with Batman not being in this a whole lot, and then some of the things that Batman is going to do um, do not rest very well with me. And we'll get to we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, but yeah what do you think of this um, after the, well, I think it's the red triangle. We'll go with the red triangle. Um, <laughs> uh, um, breaks in and Batman pretty much stops them or evades them. But, you know, I did like to see Batman working along with the commissioner for a little bit. But um, what did you think of this um, opening with Batman? I, I'm going to agree with just about everything you said. It's it's long and drawn out. And, uh, and you know, Batman... It, Still stuck with this, the same issue with the costume. He's wooden, uh, moving around. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, <laughs> and I, I also agree with Selena Kyle. You know, they're setting her up to be a, a I don't know, I, hate, I hesitate to say term loser, but that's kind of like what they're trying to get across, what, what Burton's trying yeah. to get the feeling for. And um, that that she's been stepped on all her life and, and she's tired yeah. of it. And, uh, 
mm-hmm. you know, she leaves herself her own voicemail. Um, I don't, you know, we don't have to worry about that stuff anymore, but, uh, you can just write a note in your phone, but, uh, you know, to remind herself and, and then, uh, she has her, uh, faithful run in with Shrek back up there in the, uh, back at the offices. But yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a long, long first act to the movie. <laughs> And uh, yeah. you, you probably could have cut out about half of it, and we would have got the gist. Yeah, and um, but then uh, back to that first opening scene with Shrek, uh, we see that every man pushes her aside. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a very fin- feminist story with Catwoman, uh, pro woman, and um, I mean, she'll she has an idea, and she'll like raise her hand and. Um, I mean, people just ignore her, really. Yeah. And even when um, she gets saved by Batman, um, he even he kind of ignores her. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, he, he saves her, and she's like trying to make small talk with him, which honestly probably wasn't the best idea. But I mean, he walks off and just really doesn't say much. She gets ignored by every man, even Batman. Yeah. Um, but in that scene. After Batman left her, um, she finds um, like a some sort of taser that must have been supplied by um, Shrek, right? Oh yeah, that um, that taser. It was one of those clowns that had attacked her. Was going to taser with it, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, she uh, that comes into major play later on. But yeah, she she kept that. She really enjoyed tasing the the, the clown with it, testing out mm-hmm. right at the end. <laughs> And uh, she goes back to um, Shrek's place, um, but not, b- not before we get to that, um, Shrek runs into the penguin really for the first time. Yeah. And instantly, problems spring up. This is where I just have gripes with this movie. And the penguin is, in, is the center of all of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, 75% of the problems I'm going to have with this movie come to the Penguin. <laughs> um, I, I think um, Danny DeVito is doing a... He's giving a Danny DeVito performance, um, but really, I'm not... I don't have a big problem with his performance. Just the things he does um, are really messed up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I think... Um, Batman 1989 had its, had its dark elements, but I would say that um, eight or nine year olds could probably go see that movie. I mean, honestly, though, I mean, I was going to watch this um, Bat- Batman Turns Upstairs, and I decided, no, I don't know if Silas, my youngest brother, could see it. Um, we're, uh, I'll go downstairs and watch it. And instantly, when the penguin pops up, I'm like, think I made the right decision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean this is just a repulsive character. Yeah. And honestly, I don't know if there's an explanation for this or if if you know Sam what this is, but he constantly has this black stuff coming out of his mouth. Yeah. Um and I was like, oh maybe it's um blood or something like that. But then later on he's gonna bleed red blood. Yeah. And I'm like, well it can't be that and Honestly, this was just such a repulsive character. And then when he's talking with um, Christopher Walken, and he pulls out um, like the hand <laughs> um, from one of his coworkers, I'm like, too far, Burton. <laughs> yeah. too far. 
not the right, not the right. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, and then like, hit, I, I know it's a little bit of a jump, but when they're trying to introduce him as a mayoral candidate, he bites that one guy's face. <laughs> oh know? my goodness. And, yes. Yeah. So it, it, I mean, I don't know what the black stuff ahead. coming out of his mouth is supposed to be. Um, it kind of reminds me, uh, you ever, you a Lord of the Rings fan? You know the uh, yes. the mouth of the yeah. mouth of Sauron always. You know he's, he was bleeding in the extended in the extended movies. You know he's bleeding so much from the mouth because he was mm-hmm. uh, spitting out the lies of Sauron. So I was thinking mm-hmm. maybe it's kind of along those lines. He's just a liar. You know he he just is. I I don't know. Or it's just like fish guts always coming out of his mouth. So I I, I couldn't. Really I'm gonna go fish guts on that one. That's <laughs> I mean he and. I guess it must be Shrek behind the scenes because Shrek manipulates the penguin a lot. I mean, he takes um, the penguin as um, a way to get into office, like sort of maybe like Pune or something behind the scenes of everyone in Russia. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's what Shrek is doing. Like he's pulling the strings and just kind of sitting back and let penguin do the yeah, work. Yeah, he, he's trying to he's um, trying to get penguin in the office so he can get his power plant built. And uh, yeah, he, he just sees him as a way in, but he mm-hmm. I he doesn't realize he's not a tool he can control that well <laughs> when he first starts. Yeah, um, yeah, he definitely sees an opportunity here and he runs with it. Um. And you were talking about that power plant earlier. Uh, what Selena Kyle is really going to find is the dirt she's going to find on Shrek is that he's going to be sucking the power um, from Gotham. He's their power supplier, but he's going to be starting sucking the power away from them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, mainly I have problems with the penguin. I mean, stop, man. I'm serious. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, the, the costume design. I mean, I guess it's good for what it is. I mean, this is a, I, th- I could. It's still a good-looking movie. I mean, it's not like a terrible-looking movie. Just, but what it's giving me is really bad, yeah. <laughs> like with the penguin. But um, yeah. So we get to the scene where uh, Selena Kyle is confronted by Shrek, and like he's gonna. It looks like he's gonna push out the window, and he's like, "Ha, oh, trick you!" Then she does, and then he does it. He actually pushes. Um, off and I was like, and even that, I mean, it felt really over the line. I mean, people are gonna go in with their kids, and honestly, I don't know if most kids need to see this movie. I mean, this isn't a kid friendly movie, no, not not, not um, a young kid, definitely not a young kid friendly movie, yeah, yeah. And I mean, there were gonna be McDonald's toys uh, for this movie, and um, people just uh, the McDonald's people did not take the toys just because of what a dark movie this yeah. is. And really, the merchandising on this movie was way toned down than what it was with Batman 1989. Mm-hmm. Um, because of that, like, and we know they, we were talking about all you had to do was slap that bat symbol on the poster people were in. People were coming in with their Batman lunchboxes, Batman figures, Batman comics, Batman shirts. Um, here the advertisement was very low down. When um advertisement people would come, when um merchandise people would come in to ask Burton um just for some ideas, you know what's going to be in the movie, what can we make, 
Um, he's like, um, quit bothering me. Let me make my movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he he literally pushed people out, and yeah, just the scene with Michelle Pfeiffer falling out this window feels dark, and then Sam, <laughs> we get to those cats. Yeah. Oh my word, I don't know what this was because at first I'm like, okay, so you know, here we are. Um, these cats are like licking her wounds or something. Yeah. They're like transferring these powers. It's some some dumb thing. Yeah. And we'll, they're gonna like transfer power to um the catwoman Halle Berry and her solo movie. Um but in this one I'm like, okay, they're transferring your power and then they're eating her. Yeah. <laughs> they're eating <laughs> Selena Kyle, it is the weirdest thing. I don't know, because she's dead, right, yeah. when she falls down. I mean, she's, like, reborn. But there's, like, no reasonable explanation <laughs> for how she has returned. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, my word. There were times where I cried out in this movie, what is this? <laughs> and, like, one time Jude would come down asking me, like, what are you yelling about? And I'm like, this, these cats, they're, they're eating her. <laughs> it's so weird because I normally am a cat friendly person. Um, I actually had one of my cats die two weeks ago, but um, I, I'm I normally like cats, but uh, this is not good advertisement <laughs> for cats. I mean, this is wrong. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, Pfeiffer is doing a good job here. When she comes back to her apartment, her hair's messed up, she's bleeding, and she's, like, breaking stuff. One thing that I found weird is she has, like, doll houses and stuffed animals that she's gonna, like, flush down her sink. Not sure what that was all about. But, like, she smashes her sign. Originally, it says, hello there. (laughs) Um, But she smashes it, and it says, hell here, which I thought was actually a, like, a cool moment. Her suit-up scene was weird, but Weird but good. In a good way, I liked it. It was a, it was a good scene. I liked it. Um, but like the, she, I have to ask you: Does she make her entire costume out of one leather jacket? Yeah, she did. She just covered it all up and sewed <laughs> it back in the right spots and stuff. And you know, yeah. And that and that very. But well I like this. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But when we get to Catwoman, um. So. Um. Kim Basinger, who played as Vicky Vale, auditioned for the role of Catwoman. Um, and it is the craziest story how she did it. She got, she made a Catwoman outfit and burst it into the studio where Burton was working on like the script or something. And she bursts in and she, she's in Catwoman garb and she's like in character. And she's busting in and like, Give me the role of Catwoman. I am Catwoman. Huh. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. Um, but yeah, there, like I said, there's some weird stuff on the scenes here. But um, yeah, um, I'm glad the role went to Pfeiffer. Yeah. Um, she does a good job. Um, it would just been weird to see. It would just been weird to see Vicky Vale as Catwoman anyway. She's not Catwoman. I mean, that's it's always been Selena Kyle. Yeah, um, Vicky, um, Vicky Vale is not even in this movie, yeah. but she she does get a mention in this movie, yeah. um, later on between Selena Kyle and Bruce. Um, just kind of what went wrong there, 
honestly, I don't really understand the details of it. I guess she couldn't handle Bruce's life as Batman, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of what um, he said something about the duality and or that he couldn't yeah. couldn't separate himself. It was yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking back about it too and like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, back to the scene where Batman first comes up. I mean, you literally like Batman is literally doing nothing. Yeah. I, I talked about him being a reactionary character. Here he is sitting there and he's like he, he's like a squirrel, like he perks up <laughs> when he sees um the bat symbol, like he's like, finally something to do. <laughs> he just leaves like he's doing absolutely nothing. I mean, he does go to like a one board meeting or like a party in this movie. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much all he does is Bruce Wayne. But here, I mean, he is just sitting in his office, just waiting for someone to flash the bat symbol. <laughs> um, yeah, so Michelle Pfeiffer suits up and um, she, we get her sort of entrance as Catwoman um, when, and you know, it's another weird scene, like, this guy pulls this lady aside, and it's just, and she, he's straight up about to rape her, yeah. right? I mean, I mean, that's what he's about to do. It's just too far, too far. <laughs> but, she rolls up, and the one problem I have with Catwoman is what does she sort of represent with this feminist message that Burton is trying to send here? Because really it doesn't make shit. I mean, she beats up the the male guy, yeah. right? And that's what I mean. That's the message. And then and then the woman says thank you, and then she like grabs her face and like you make it so easy. Pretty much calling women weak, yeah. like weak. I mean, if Calvin is supposed to be this um, symbolic women for people to oh this character for women to look up to. Like say Wonder Woman or Black Widow, I mean Catwoman is straight up calling women yeah. weak. I mean you you a man pulls you over and rapes you, you're weak. Yeah. I mean <laughs> it's just not a good message. And then a shot, um, a moment I cried out, "What is this? Cat? I'm Catwoman. Hear me roar!" <laughs> <laughs> oh my word, that was terrible. Yeah. There's some bad dialogue here. I'm going to go ahead and get to the um, mistletoe can be deadly when you eat it, <laughs> but, but a kiss can be, can be even yeah. deadlier. If you mean it. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Some, some real bad dialogue. And we get a whole lot with the penguin, too. Yeah. Um, and really some crude language from here, um, from penguin, um, when he's running for mayor and, like, um, what, this lady comes up to him and he's like, um, you're such a great role model or something. And and he's like, well, you're the hottest lady a role model could look up yep. to. Um, and he's just yeah. messed up. And why are people like cheering from him? Like when we get to his election scenes and he, everyone sees it. He bites a man's nose <laughs> off. Yeah. I mean, the dude is bleeding and not only does he bite the nose off, he is chewing on it. Yeah. Five seconds. Like, there's a five second scene after that where he is chewing on the nose. <laughs> it is so weird. Um, but uh, something also to bring up was Burton was uh, going to bring in Robin in this movie, and we see 
a sort of a, a sign to that when they're um, talking about a, a circus in the Batcave, mm-hmm. um, some sort of circus, and they're talking about that. And I was like, you know, that that'd be where Dick Grayson would yeah. be. That's where he would be at. But um, yeah, uh, Robin was supposed to be here, but he'll be introduced in Batman mm-hmm. Forever. Um, I have to say, um, I don't think in this entire Batman retrospective we're gonna get really a good Robin. Yeah. You know, I think the best one we're gonna get is Joseph Gordon-Levitt, <laughs> but I have some problems with him yeah. as well. Um. Uh, but yeah, we get the terrible line, and uh, he bites the nose. Um, but then, you know, Batman thinks, and then nobody, nobody's like bats an eye. You know, I, it's funny. No, yeah. they're all cheering for him when yeah. he goes up. Yeah, when he goes up later to have press conferences and stuff, he's like, "I'm running for mayor." They're all cheering, like, "Yeah, man, you're our hero. You're our role model." I mean, it's it's so weird. Gotham is weird. I mean. It, it, but it does look different. Something is toned down about how this Gotham yeah. looks. I think we, you and I both praised um, Batman um, 1989 um, just because of the great set yes, designs for absolutely. that. Um, the weird, strange-looking Burton Gotham. I enjoyed that. Here it's just toned down. I mean, the only real piece of Gotham we see is um, this, I guess the Times Square, in quotation marks, yeah. of Gotham. And uh, that's pretty much it. Not much going on with the Gotham design. No, and the, the um, only thing I ever really chalked it up to was it, it It felt a little bit lighter to me, and I was just thinking maybe it's because Batman mm-hmm. had originally cleaned it up a little bit, but then like the, yeah. but then the clown gang keeps showing up, so I it's like I guess he, mm-hmm. you know, and then of course Penguin's behind that, but uh, it, it seemed like they'd been fighting for a while before Penguin even showed up and got yeah. on the scene, so it was and, you know, I'm not really sure what the time jump is between 89, uh, the original Batman, um, and Batman Returns. So, yeah, they don't really yeah. say it, no, do they? they don't really but, give um, you like a, a sense of time at all. But it's the same mayor, so I'm, yeah. I'm assuming you know the mayor of Gotham's every four years. I don't know how many terms they can run for, but who, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe it's. Um... What you uh, maybe three years? I mean, actually three yeah. years since Batman nineteen eighty nine. I don't know, but um, you know, we get the press. There's a sort of a press conference before the Christmas tree lighting, and he's kind of talking about the um red triangle. I think maybe the red circus. I don't know. Um, but he's talking about them. And he's like, this has been a dark time for Gotham. I mean, nothing is really going right. I mean, Batman's. I mean, he's helping out. Yeah. But, like, it still feels like a dirty, messed up Gotham. Yeah. And really, there's not a whole lot, like, um, like, diversity in Gotham. Not, like, with racial stuff, but with um, how they respond to things. I mean, like, they'll all be for Penguin, and then when Penguin gets busted later, they'll all be against yeah. Penguin. I mean, it's just, like, really switching sides. Um, but we get to the Nolan trilogy. I'm really going to praise Nolan on how he makes his Gotham like a real character. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, um, Penguin's entrance really into the world, we, we kind of skipped over that as he rescues the mayor's baby, which he, he set <laughs> yeah. up. He told the guy to um, get him. It's a weird entrance. But, and, you know, he, he's, he's coming in and 
really the only reason he's going out there, right, is because he wants to take over. But he's really what Penguin's investment is is he wants to figure out who he was. Yeah. Or whatever is that, or is that just a cover? I was confused I, about that. that. I, that's really just a cover. I, I I felt it was just a cover. I'm I'm trying to remember exactly, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it's something Shrek kind of pushed on him too. I think Penguin just wants to destroy mm-hmm. things. You know, it's it's yeah, yeah. He he want you know, it, it gets revealed later on. He wants everybody's firstborn son, um, but uh, you know, he, he's just it's a sympathy card for his you know his campaign figure out who his parents were mm-hmm. even though one was Wee herman but that's okay uh <laughs> one of that that his his father the actor his father was uh Wee herman from uh the Wee herman show back in the day uh yeah, oh, yeah. that's uh <laughs> i i looked that up and i was looking up the actors and i was like oh i didn't even realize that was Wee herman so but uh huh, yeah yeah it was cool. uh it was a bit of a um it, it was a cover mm-hmm um. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Probably a sympathy card. Um, I agree with you on that. Um, and then, um, Selena Kyle comes back to Shrek, and you know he's all shocked. You know, your life. Sort so, of shocked. He, he didn't. I, he, he really didn't change his tone much. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he did. Just like in every yeah. city then, <laughs> um, but. You know, um, oh, one of the things I do think that Burton does well with Batman is their relationship. Um, um, Selena and Bruce's relationship. I do kind of like <clears throat> just some of the Batman versus Catwoman, but then, you know, later they'll go home and they'll go on a date without yeah, even yeah. knowing, you know. I, um, I, I like you know, both the, of the Batman and Catwoman. I just thought the... Um... The first thing, the first time they fight, and she's like, "I'm a woman." I'm like, "How could you not tell <laughs> that, that was a woman <laughs> in that costume?" Yes. And it, then all of a sudden, he was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, but you know, he's willing to like straight up murder people, but he has some issues punching a woman." <laughs> but that was just uh, that, that yes. was kind of that was the one time I was like, "Oh my gosh!" But uh, <laughs> it was a hundred percent agree. Yeah. Some of the dialogue in this movie, we've already mentioned it, the dialogue is yeah. terrible in this movie. Um, but yeah, you brought up Batman's killing issue, and really, I have a problem with it. Because he did, he straight up went in and killed a bunch of people, and I had a problem with that in Batman 1989, him being a, a homicidal maniac, yeah. pretty much. But um, in here, he takes pleasure yes. in killing. Like, he sticks a piece of dynamite in someone's pants, smiles and walks off yep. as they blow up. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. And I, it, it's really just not clicking with me. Um, because I think one of the best things about Batman is his no-kill yeah. rule. And you know we'll get to that with the Dark Knight. Is the Joker is going to try to make Batman break his one yep. rule. Um, and you know, something that Burton had a hard time, I think, connecting with the Batman character um, just with his idea of freaks, but he did a good job in Batman 1989 by making him this mis- mysterious kind of person that no one knows about, and we're following Vicky Vale as she tries to figure out who he is, um, what's his deal and stuff. Um, and you know, I like that, but here, um, not only he Batman isn't in this a lot, but there's freaks that are outshadowing him, and he doesn't 
he pales as a like a freakish yeah. character. He doesn't have that um, mysterious quality to him yeah. anymore. I mean, he's just there and he's doing his thing, and you know, he really doesn't have much of a character. He doesn't have a character arc in Batman Returns at all. I mean, there's there, no there's nothing. It, it's, he's straight linear. <laughs> The, the only character arc, if there is one, is uh, Selena Kyle and, and maybe the Penguin a little bit. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. there's no – he's just there. <laughs> and, yeah, and I think we got a little bit of a character arc, just a really minor one. I mean, you could ding Batman 1989 for him not having a character arc. But I think Burton kind of gives you a small with him be able, being able to admit um, to Vicky that he's yeah. Batman. Uh, well, actually, no. No, no, he, he doesn't. doesn't. <laughs> because Alfred lets Vicky in the yes. cave. She, there, yeah. I, I, I took it back. She, she, she figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my word. Uh, so, no, there has never been a character arc with um, no. Batman. Yeah, um, and, and, but oh, I just... Oh, yeah, I was going to say, you know, think about the, um, the dynamite in that guy's pants. It was kind of funny. You know, he got that bomb. And he walks. It kind of reminded me of the nineteen sixty six Batman, but when Batman was trying to get rid of the <laughs> yeah. bomb, you know, he didn't want to kill anything, including ducklings. But he's like, he he held on to that bomb, oh my bird, looking yes. for somebody. <laughs> and then they found the dude, stuck <laughs> yeah. in his pants, smiled, and pushed him down that hole. And then yeah, so it's just not. And speaking of the of the sixties Batman. Um, do you prefer um, Danny DeVito or Burgess Meredith? Oh, I, I definitely prefer the older Penguin. Because um, I don't know. I, I guess I, my feeling of Penguin is um, more of a, I guess, more of a jovial bad guy. You know, uh, Danny DeVito's Penguin, not his fault. Is just, just really, really mm-hmm. dark. Um, I don't know. And, and just, I guess. I guess maybe he was trying to split off a little bit from uh, the the upper class type of penguin character, but that's just mm-hmm. the classic penguin to me. Um, even you know, even had grown up and watched that Batman Returns, but I, I still prefer the older penguin, definitely. Yeah, I think you. I enjoy Burgess yes. Meredith more, and um, Burgess Meredith really fit um, the time. Uh, of the comics in the 60s with yes. the penguin that was kind of where the penguin was at uh but you know in the um matt reeves batman that's gonna come up soon um um we're gonna have colin farrell uh, playing the penguin in that movie and i would love to see the penguin being this um mob yeah. head the mob head because that's where he's in the comics right now i mean he's one of the biggest I mean, gangsters in Gotham. I mean, he took over from Falcone in the comics and is um, has all the power. And that's what I would just really love to see. That's the right way to go. And Colin Farrell would be a great actor to play yes. that role. Um, so if they, that's the where, place they need to go. And I think that's where they're going to go with um, Matt Reeves' Batman. I think that's the style... Um, Matt Reeves is going to pick, but here, I mean, this isn't this penguin is nothing like anything that's mm-hmm. ever been in the comics. None. Um, none, yeah. But I do think that the Catwoman does have some sort of similarities to what was in the comics at that time. Um, and I think that actually Catwoman has done a very good job of 
evolving and as far as um, movies go with what was happening in the comics. I mean, the outfit that um, is in that is used for the Catwoman in the '60s is almost exactly like the outfit that was used yes. in the comics. Um, and then with when we get to Anne Hathaway's Catwoman, um, the Catwoman that's currently happening in the comics right now is sort of this anti-hero thief um, who kind of just is almost like kind of breaks into houses and stuff. Is real stealthy. Um, and Anne Hathaway, Anne Hathaway is also a good Catwoman. I'm interested in seeing how those two compare as far as who's yeah. better. Um, this is like my first full-on performance, and I haven't watched Anne Hathaway's Catwoman in a while, and um, I'll be interested in getting to that. But um, yeah, it's, Penguin is nothing like anything no. that's been in the Um, but when they have their when Batman and Catwoman have their first confrontation, um. Um, Batman saves Catwoman, which is nice because that's what Batman yes. would do. Yes, that one moment when he does save someone. Um, but other than that, Batman fails to save every woman <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. With that, that, that um, lady who pushes the button later, she's yes. gonna die because yeah. Batman could can save the her. Ice Princess. Uh, but, um, yeah, yeah. they'll both get their um, their scars on one another. And that's going to play a big role in their relationship, yeah. and which is going to be something that I really like. We'll get to the party later. We'll get to that later. But I do like what goes down yes. between those two. Um, but you know, talking about um, the, the penguin, and, and like I said, he is the—he's what's going on throughout this movie. I mean, I'm trying to like, you know, what's going on with Batman when we're talking? But there's nothing <laughs> going on with Batman. I mean, he's doing some sleuthing and stuff. Um, but the penguin, he's having these press conferences and he challenges the mayor. Um, he's really going after yeah. the mayor um, that he isn't doing anything. And um, he, like, um, challenges him to have one more Christmas lighting. And um, that he thinks that, and he also draws out Batman. And he, he and Catwoman are going to have sort of a plan on how to catch him. Yeah. And. You know, they, they get some part of the Batmobile and they're going to hack into it and um, they take control of it. And but I kind of like what they do with the Batmobile. But um, before we get to the Christmas lighting, um, Bruce and um, Selena have their yes. first date. Um, what did you think of their um, first date, um, Sam? I thought it was uh, really, really awkward <laughs> watching it. And, uh, but, you know... I, Here's my here's my problem with the Bruce Wayne is like in the you know when we get to the Nolan trilogy Bruce Wayne is definitely a playboy and so you yes. know going back and watching Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne he just seems like really awkward and uh, can't you know yes. so I, I didn't I didn't get the attraction that Selena Kyle would have to Bruce Wayne <laughs> and vice versa mm-hmm. she looked she looked kind of crazy to me. And uh, so, you know, it, it's kind of, I, I guess maybe crazy as a track, you know, Bruce Wayne isn't really the most stable guy, uh, you know, dressing up as mm-hmm. Batman. So, uh, you know, their their interaction yeah. was okay. Um, I, I think it was kind of weak script, uh, again, going back to some of the bad, yeah. the bad lines that they have. But, you know, it, it's just an awkward, awkward scene. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Some of the dialogue... 
yeah, it's clunky when they're talking. Yeah. But I really like just sort of um, they're, they're like making yeah. out and then like they're moving their <laughs> hands and when they're so they don't touch their scars and stuff. And I, and I like the roles that the scars mm-hmm. play um, in yeah. the movie. But yeah. And um, they'll go out and they have another confrontation, the penguin and Catwoman. Oh my word. We didn't mention um, penguin and Catwoman's first meet meeting. We need these. All right, let's talk about that <laughs> yeah. for a minute. Um, oh my word, Sam! <laughs> it was the penguin is terrible. I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer is like sprawled yeah. out on the bed. I mean, it's meant to be attractive and stuff, and um, yeah. I mean, the outfit is meant yeah. to look sexy, and <laughs> I mean. I mean, it turns penguin on. Yeah, and, and, and you know, so uh, I, I remember reading that she had to be vacuum sealed into that outfit. Like they had to literally vacuum seal it. Yeah, it's that tight of an outfit. But yeah, yeah. One of the reasons uh, Michelle Pfeiffer didn't come back for the role is not only because Burton wasn't going to do it, but because she hated yeah. that outfit. And I'll blame her, but I do have to give props to Pfeiffer because she did her own stunts for mm. this movie. All those flips you see of her. Um, back flipping and cartwheeling around. Oh, That's wow. Pfeiffer. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and all the whip movements she does too. Um, Pfeiffer learned how to do that. Uh, props to her for really going into this character and um, going That's the extra cool. mile because they could have easily just That's gotten right. a stunt double. Right. Right. Uh, but I feel so sorry for <laughs> her trying to bounce off DeVito here who is, like, going after <laughs> her and, like, trying to get yeah. up on her. And, like, and, like, he's, like, and she's, like, we have one thing in common. And he's, like, we both turn each other <laughs> on. And it's just not, no. It's painful yeah. to watch everything he says. Um, but they team up to get Batman. And, I mean, Penguin's, Penguin admit, teams up with Catwoman, but he's just disappointed. Yeah. He didn't get laid. I mean, that's... That was his, that was his, <laughs> I mean, he's yeah, just in a sour face. <laughs> yeah, Catwoman does do one weird thing here where she, like, eats, like, puts the bird in her mouth. And I don't know if she actually did that. I'd like to say that she didn't. I hope that she didn't put that I, bird I in her mouth. She did. But... <laughs> <laughs> and, but you know we're gonna see with Holly Berry later. Holly Berry later, that she is gonna eat cat food and stuff. And uh, oh, yeah, weird. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, they team up, and then they have the confrontation where um, Catwoman says, uh, "Well, no, where Batman says mistletoe can be deadly when you eat it, but a kiss, a kiss can be even more deadlier uh, when you mean it." Sam. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> terrible. Uh, but yeah, Batman fails to save to save the Ice Princess or Ice Queen, whatever. And um, then Batman confronts uh, Catwoman. No, Batman. Batman confronts yeah. the Penguin. And they had already kind of had a confrontation, uh, but this is the kind of where they first really um, go at it. Um, nothing really goes down, honestly. They just yeah. talk and stuff, and then it's all delay uh, tactics so his his guys can finish uh-huh. uh, rigging the Batmobile. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, Penguin and Batman never really yeah. have a fight in this movie. And honestly, they mm-hmm. they can't. I mean, Danny DeVito is um isn't even as capable of beating Batman <laughs> up as Jack Nicholson is, and Jack Nicholson yeah. couldn't do it. Um, and yet, you know, I think Danny DeVito is normally a good actor, but uh, we're going to see everyone is going to try and fail to do what Nicholson did um, in these um, 90s and this this 90s yeah. version of Batman. And they're just going to fail spectacularly. I mean, um, next after this, it'll be Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah. And Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones, Jones actually is yeah. going to go for it, too. Oh, I cannot <laughs> wait to see that. That's going to be terrible. Uh, and then in the next one, I'd say it's probably Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's going to be... The, he's Victor Von um, Fries and uh, Uma yeah. Thurman um, as and Poison he, Ivy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, nobody is going to beat Nicholson. I think it's only going to be until Batman begins where we're going to see a villain who does who even comes close to doing what Nicholson did, not even as a crazy person, but just as being a yes. capable villain. Because uh, from none of these people are. And I would say Catwoman is, but she's kind of an anti-hero. So she no. doesn't like... And then, I mean, and then this is right where DeVito tries to kill her. The Penguin tries to kill her because she gets upset that they killed the Ice Princess. Yeah, he kill- he tries to kill her after he proposes <laughs> to her, what is? I mean, the penguin is. I mean, I mentioned he's like this crime boss um, in the comics. Here he's a straight. He's yeah. a straight up idiot. <laughs> I mean, he isn't doing anything right. And um, then the Christmas lighting, pretty much. I mean, Batman goes to the Batmobile, and they have the weird interaction with the Batmobile messing yeah. up and stuff. And when it turns off, when it turns off and the penguin is trying to turn it back on, I mean, Sam, the motion he was making, <laughs> did that not seem a little was, weird to you? That is yeah. so, I mean, someone is watching this and no one is stopping DeVito or Burton like, hey, guys, you know, I mean, we kind of aimed that a little bit of a younger audience with yeah. 89 maybe kind of stick to that a little yeah. bit, you know? I mean, this is a this is a pretty hard PG-13, even for the time. Yeah. This is rough. This is really rough. Um, and I mean, it's, it, it's whatever. Batman um, figures out, and then the Penguin kind of has this um, next and final um, yeah. press conference with, um, with the, the people. people. Um, yeah, and um, the penguin and um, Batman is trying to hack into um, the penguin's yeah. microphone. Sam, did you figure out how this works? How is Batman pulling recordings from stuff that he, he said um, earlier? So when the penguin was uh, talking to him through the uh, the screen in the Batmobile, while he had control of it, Batman put that that disc in mm-hmm. and was recording what he was saying. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and then okay. yeah, and I'm not sure how he hacked the microscope microphone frequency, <laughs> but uh, that's what that's what Alfred yeah, did. Yeah, that for was weird. Me. And uh, I will say one of my favorite parts mm-hmm. was two funny things that happened. But my favorite part about that was when uh, when <laughs> when Batman puts the disc into the uh, to the player, the the player literally has the bat symbol on top of it, and 
I was like, you got to be kidding oh, me. Yeah. Like, we didn't know <laughs> it was in the bat cave. You put bat symbols <laughs> everywhere. But uh, that, was, that was pretty funny. No, but Sam, when he puts the disc in, and it's working, it's, <laughs> it's playing. He's playing the audio about the penguin talking yep. trash about Gotham. You know, he's a bad person. Bruce Wayne, Michael Keaton, scratches <laughs> that disc. Yeah. Another what is it? You don't scratch yeah. discs. I... <laughs> is it a record? That is so I know. Wrong. I know. No. You know, we were talking of we were talking yeah. in nineteen eighty nine when Michael Keane has that weird moment where he's yeah. like, You wanna get nuts? <laughs> Let's get nuts. And it's just you and I both agreed that was really weird. Yeah. We didn't really like it. Here it isn't just weird. It's not it no, doesn't it make doesn't. sense. I mean, I, what Keane did sort of made sense. He's like trying to do get the the Joker kind of yeah. riled up or whatever so that they can have a fight or something. Um, here, I mean, he and Alfred are looking at each other and Keen has this look in his eyes. And, and I just watched it in slow motion, um, seeing this and gazing into Keen's eyes before he scratches yes. that disc. I would have known something was about to go wrong. Oh, Lord. This movie is yeah. messed up. Um, but yeah. Um, so they have the party later. And um, pretty much um, Shrek yeah. just deserts him. I mean, he's like, oh, you messed yeah, up. Yeah, when they start, Bye. When they start throwing and fruit, gonna have a the party. lettuce and tomatoes, and he's like, I'm out. Yeah. I, was, I said the same yeah. thing. I, I had forgotten kind of about that part where they, I was like, where did they get the lettuce and tomatoes from? Because all of a sudden, I, I yes! mean, even, but the pink was oh. funny. The pink one even mentions it. He's like, they always got to have lettuce and tomato at a at a speech, you know, as he's hiding behind his umbrella. But I'm like, why would these people <laughs> think if they're his supporters? Why would they think to bring lettuce and tomato to throw at him? It was, uh, yeah, it was oh, nuts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. One thing before we get to the party, Batman and Catwoman have this suit up scene where we see Batman suit up. We see Catwoman mm-hmm. shoot up in her car. And something that was really weird, and I didn't really like it, is Keen, his suit sort of case opens up and it's his whole room <laughs> filled with Batman suits. And I was like, okay, so you got a spare. And I like that. And with the suiting up, you know, they're cutting back and forth. And then he has like a rack of Batman shirts. <laughs> and he's like, they're on hangers. I mean, that yeah. suit has to weigh a ton, right? I don't think a hanger could support that. And they were, they looked like wooden <laughs> hangers too. And I was like, and it's weird. Like, I mean, really, we'll see how cool, I mean, the suit up is with, with the Nolan Batman. Like, he has all mm-hmm. these different pieces, you know, that he has to put on. And I actually have this book, um, uh, like, by like Bruce Wayne, quote unquote. Um, and it's him, it's almost like a journal of his, like, with pictures of, um, each layer he has to put on when he's putting oh. on the Batman costume um, from the Nolan burst, and it's it's cool because like it makes sense because you know that's a grounded Batman, and here he's just <laughs> swinging one on, yeah, you know? and it's um, supposed to be bulletproof. <laughs> and uh, yeah, 
Yes, and it's bulletproof too. Some of the technicalities. Uh, I, I can, suit I can guarantee I've worn uh, but, enough uh, bulletproof vests that you don't move around quite as nimbly as Batman does wearing a bulletproof vest. <laughs> and he doesn't even no. wear around that nimble either. He doesn't. Um, but before we get to the party scene, um, uh, we're gonna log off and come back on. We've about okay. reached the one hour mark. <laughs> We're back. Um, so yeah, we get to the party scene. Um, and what's the theme here, Sam? Uh, what what's the theme? It's supposed to be a masquerade Christmas party, which is kind of odd, but uh, yeah. yeah. And because you know, yeah. Oh, wait, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, like they're wearing these these building hats of <laughs> landmarks, and I'm like, okay, but then when. And when the penguin shows up later, and we'll get to that. There's this guy with a knife in his back as a costume, and I'm like, okay, what's what is the theme? It, it's just weird, but um. So really, the center of this is the is the um back and forth between um uh Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle, yeah. and I think this is their best interaction. Like before um Bruce goes to the party, like um Alfred's like, you still have that Shrek party to go to. And you know, every time they say Shrek, I can't think help but think of Shrek from the movie. <laughs> I, I, I agree. Uh, I, I never, you know, with going back and rewatching it, I was like, oh, he's not an ogre, <laughs> but he, he <laughs> yeah, he kind of is an ogre, though. You know, it's not really a nice yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, the penguin kind of says they're both monster. We're both monsters. We, you get treated better than I do, though, yeah. just in a different way. And that was actually the one nice bit of dialogue from. Mm-hmm. Uh, the penguin that I did like, yeah. But um, before he goes to the party, um, Alfred's like, "You want to go to that Shrek party?" And he's like, "No." And it's like Alfred just um rips the invitation, <laughs> and then Bruce is like, "Wait, Selena, Selena might Kyle be. might be there, yeah." yeah. <laughs> and so Alfred kind of sighs, and he's like, "Very well." So <laughs> Michael Go doesn't do a whole lot in this movie. He does have that one scene where he's helping. Bruce scratched that disc. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't really do a whole lot. He did have a good line that I did like. Um, when he's coming back from like Christmas shopping, um, he says something. Uh, um, most of the time it's a waste. Most of the time it's a waste of time. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a nice, fun Alfred line. And then he has an interaction with Selena Kyle that I liked. Um, but you know they get to the party. And you know they're dancing, and we're gonna see a uh, like a callback to this in the Dark Knight Rises when Christian Bale and Anne Hathaway are gonna be um, dancing at a party. Yeah, where when people are wearing ma- wearing masks. So, uh, yeah, this is the best interaction I think um, from them. Um, we talked about the scars, but really, what does it is the line they see a mistletoe again, and Catwoman says mistletoe can be deadly and Bruce says but a kiss can be even deadlier if you mean it yeah um still a really bad line um not, I still don't like it but for what it does to the movie it's kind of like with uh, every dance with the devil in the pale moon line. yeah sort of like um I really I it's kind of but it's vice versa I like the line, but I do not like what it represents. But yeah. here it's different. I like I don't like the line, but I like what it represents. Yeah. Um, but like I like when they figure it out, and Michelle Pfeiffer's like, "So do we have to fight now?" Yeah, and that that made a whole lot of sense to me, um, because normally that's what would happen. But like they're recognizing it, almost a breaking the fourth wall type of thing. 
But here I thought that that was a really good line. Um, I liked it a lot. What did you think um, of this um, interaction between the two? Um, well, you know, going back to like the theme of the party, it's supposed to be a masquerade. So, you know, when those two come in without wearing a mask, what they're really saying is they're Batman and Catwoman. And then Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne and Selena Kyle are the mask. So, I mean, they, yes, uh, they yes, you know, yes. it, it, it's, a little, it's a little ham-fisted uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. over the top, but it's, uh, you know, that's it's understandable. And then um, it kind of just, you know, it kind of goes back to their previous first date when they're talking about, you know, being, you know, a, an alter ego. And I guess that they just mm-hmm. both realize that their alter ego is their main ego, uh, is the main yeah. person. And and then you know the party itself is, uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it, for for Batman having a secret identity, he sure is able to get found out pretty easily in every single movie so far. But uh, you know, they they had to. Yeah, he up. leaves. <laughs> he leaves before the penguin comes. Yeah, like he's not even there. Yeah. Um But uh, we have. Oh, you did mention the scene where like we you were talking about um how um, Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle are the masks. Yes. And that's an idea that I really like, and it's played out really well in the comics and with mm-hmm. the Nolan trilogy. Here, you're right, it is ham-fisted. Yeah. I'll agree with you on that point, definitely. <laughs> um, but um, the election is done, you know, Penguin comes back and he's like, I'm not Cobblepot, I am a monster! Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a really weird scene. And then he's like, alright, I'm going to kidnap Every firstborn from every family. Yeah. And um, one of the problems that I have with Penguin's plan is, like, I'd love to see, like, the planner he has. <laughs> he has, like, three backup plans. Yeah. He's going to – let's go through it. He runs from air. Then he's going to kidnap um, the firstborn. Uh, <laughs> wait, no. No, it's run for mayor. Frame Batman, yeah. bat, framing Batman fails, running for mayor plants. Kidnap the firstborn from every family. That fails. Blow up um, <laughs> with these flying penguins. Yeah. Final one, let's just kill Batman. Yeah. And you know, we'll go through those layers. Uh, I, I guess penguins kidnap the firstborn plan. It's silly, but it kind of makes sense. Yeah. I mean, he, he was the firstborn in his family, and they got rid of him. And mm-hmm. My favorite part about that whole thing is he hand wrote the entire list out on legal pads, and was handing them out mm-hmm. to his followers. And the one, the one dude's like, "Do we really got to do this?" And he like kills them and lets them float down into the <laughs> down into the water. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. No, you, you're right. He he's a master planner in this uh, movie. He must have been planning these things simultaneously for a while. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, the, uh, Shrek gives himself up for a son. I know, I don't think Shrek cares about anything, so it feels weird that he'd even do it for a son. I don't even know why he does yeah. it. Like, honestly, I mean, I guess his one soft spot is his kid. I guess he's kind of seen that in the movie. But, I mean, uh, Christopher Walken has just done a really bland job. I just don't care. Yeah. I mean, he's not, I mean, he's... He has no facial expression. Like he and Bruce have some sort of interaction. Um, he pops up behind him, and Bruce is like, "So you're okay that you helped the psychopath run for mayor?" And like, 
all his dialogue is like <laughs> this throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah, Bruce, I don't care. Who cares who runs for mayor? No, Penguin, I'll do, take me instead. It's me you want. I mean, it's really just a bad performance. Yeah, it really um, is. Uh, but Batman evades, and he um, stops the people, um, the his thugs, um, for kidnapping, um, for kidnapping the firstborns, yeah. and that plan fails. And so, what does Penguin do? Let's strap a rocket to all these penguins, <laughs> and let's go put them in Gotham Square, whatever, and have a blow. Yeah. And it, then, then he gives them that big speech and tells them uh, that some of them are going to make it back. And <laughs> yes, and, yeah, you know I, who's not going to make it back? The the puppets they used yeah. for some of the penguins. The real ones are going to come back, yeah. uh, but the puppet ones are going to die. Yeah, because that's it. They <laughs> had some sort of robotic penguins that would go, and then they for some backgrounds they would have actual penguins. Yeah. Um, I th- but I, I mean, just like the, to point the, out that Batman stopped one train. I don't and. Yeah, I don't say, and there were a lot of those. Those legal pads were filled up. I mean, how did Batman stop all those guys and get the pink one in one night? I was just kind of curious about that. You know, <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, but something. Okay. Oh no, I was. It just. I don't know. It it was just like uh, it was just really quick. The the pacing of the movie. I think I'm pretty sure you said something about it earlier. It's like it was yeah. really slow. The first like two thirds of the movie. And then they were like, oh, mm-hmm. crap, we're running out of time. We need to wrap this up. So it just kind of yeah. accelerated really fast. Ugh. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, yeah, you, he stops with the But something I was like, I was looking at the people that these goons were capturing. Yeah. And all Burton does is get babies. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking, like, if this actually happened, you know, I'd be in there. Yeah. I'm the first one of my family. And... I there should be some thirteen year olds, even sixteen year olds, yeah. um, maybe some four year olds too, and even some little little babies. Hey, I, I'm the, um, I'm the but first born of mine. <laughs> yeah, like Penguin's plan is really undefined. Yeah. Like, is he supposed to get a firstborn from every every family in Gotham? Like, is he gonna get my uncle, who's the oldest of that side of, of uh, my dad's side of the family? I mean, it's just. It's an undefined plan. I don't get what Piglet's going at here. He's not smart. Yeah. And his and his thugs aren't that good either. They he has good equipment and I don't know why. <laughs> like how does he get this equipment? Yeah. Um there's gonna be a scene where um before this um he goes in and like trashes a bunch of shops and buildings mm-hmm. um to rile some stuff up. And he also um not only did he use the Batmobile to frame Batman. Um, but he also used the battering to frame Batman. Oh as well. yeah, yeah, knocked the Ice Princess out or Ice Queen or whoever she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and yeah, I was wondering that too because I'm like, it's not like because you know, go back to Batman '89. You know when they when he's doing some background research on the Joker, Jack Napier. You know it says that he has a mm-hmm. chemical background, but Penguin lived in the sewers with a bunch of penguins. How does he know how to create the? The explode. I mean, this is pre-internet, so it's not like you could go online and look stuff up, you know. So yeah, I, in, in, it's in, undefined. Yeah, it's really undefined, and I, I don't think his clowns, uh, clown posse, could do it uh, themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you know, they were, but they had like schematics on their heads when they were rewiring the Batmobile. I want to know where he got the schematics from for the Batmobile. 
he got some they put something on the Batmobile and had like a readout of it. Oh, oh, but what I want to know is right. I mean these are these are dumb henchmen. Yeah. I mean there's no good Bob here. <laughs> I mean they're not one of them is bright. Yeah. I mean how are they so good? Like they're they're rewiring this. Some of them don't even look like they know what they're doing, <laughs> but they managed to do it somehow. Yeah. Um but yeah, Batman evades the plan. He goes um and hacks into the electronic penguins and um they don't um blow up Times Square. But plan fails again. All his henchmen all the henchmen desert penguin and penguin gets on his big duck. I kinda like the duck. Yeah. I like the penguin rides around the duck. Yeah, the duck the duck's but pretty he... interesting. <laughs> okay, so I mentioned that the Batmobile is better and probably more iconic yes. in this movie than it is in the 1989 one, which is still good, but I think this is the one that people remember the most. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there's this chase scene where he, he unwires the Batmobile earlier, and he is having a hard time. Like He's still having a hard time controlling it. He's being chased after the cops, and he goes through this narrow <laughs> tunnel, and like he turns into like this like straight-out pod. Yeah. Like, it's always like a straight-out pod, and it just looked weird. And it didn't really look that well explained. Like when we'll get to the bat pod later yeah. in the Nolan trilogy, that's like sticking awesome. <laughs> like that pod is sick. Yeah. And it's explained well too. So pretty much the front wheel of the Batmobile is the the one of the front wheels of the Batmobile is the front wheel of the bat pod. It's it makes sense. Yeah. Everything, everything is explained and I love the detail Nolan puts into the movies and the, those movies. But um, yeah, this is so weird. And then the bat, the bat boat or whatever, that's weird too. I prefer the '60s bat boat <laughs> over that thing. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the 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 pod Batmobile. That's what it looks yeah. like. Yeah. Um, but I, the crash, it's like okay. it's like the uh, I don't know. It kind of I, I harken back to the '66 Batman, like having shark. Uh, repellent them like that dude like he again I don't know how long the time frame supposed to be but he all of a sudden knew he was going to need a Batmobile or a bat pod that fit perfectly down the, <laughs> the sewers so he could go mm-hmm. uh, find penguin so yeah I don't know what the yeah it's kind of it's kind of weird <laughs> yeah but with the 60s Batman I ended up going on the not recommend for that but I never griped about the tools <laughs> that the Batman had. I had problems with the pacing and yeah. some of the villains. Um, but, like, this is a campy Batman. I mean, this is a joke. I mean, it's the Batman 66 is like the Austin Powers of Spaceballs, <laughs> those franchises, yeah. you know? I mean, it's laughing sort of at the concept. It's enjo- it's enjoying it, but not really making fun of right. it. I mean, this is the Batman that it is. It's set up. It, it's explained in a fictional type of way mm-hmm. here though and it's not i mean it i mean that's like the batwing in the 89 like he brought scissors like brought um alfred put in a pair of scissors in case there's some balloons <laughs> you know yeah and it's weird but um he crashes into the penguin and they have this standoff and the people just like he straight up takes the remote i mean he takes it and he presses the button and then these bats come out and they just push penguin off. <laughs> that's it. I mean, he falls down, and we're meant to believe that's the end. 
I mean, it's just not right. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, the, the whole ending, the, you know, the whole ending of the movie is, uh, uh, is, is weak. I guess that would be the best way to describe it. Yes. <laughs> it is. Um, and, you know, he's gone, and then Batman goes back down because the penguin has um, Shrek caged up, but Shrek got the key and unlocked himself. But um, Catwoman is there. Um, but why is her costume so messed up? Did I miss a scene? Did I look away? Like, her costume is real messed up. Did she not repair it from all the other confrontations? I, I, yeah, I don't think she... Um, after... Penguin tried to kill her. You know, she had that tear in the in the the hood of it. I don't think she ever repaired it. Uh-huh. And then it was even worse there. Her hair was sticking out. I'm I'm trying to remember what happened to her. Um, it's so weird. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's really weird. Because... And then her her interaction with Shrek there right at the end. I was like, oh my gosh, it was just kind of it was kind of lame to be honest. <laughs> but you know, it was for me. It, I'll defend it. I think it was fit for her character. Yeah. Like, she's gonna kill him with the taser. Good symbolism. I like yeah. that. But she does something. And, you know, it's weird. Because Batman confronts her. He's like, Selena, no. And he rips up his mask. Really weird. Like, he can just rip it now. <laughs> really undefined scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he rips it off. And Selena, no. You, you can live with me. And, da, 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 da. and she's like, no, I can't live with myself. You know, I, she is suicidal. Yeah. I mean... And she's going to kill herself with Shrek. Yeah. Uh, but she, she doesn't. And we'll get to that. <laughs> but um, it did. But Bruce Wayne, he takes his mask off. Um, and Shrek is so dumb. Yeah. Like, he's like, Bruce, why are you dressed up as Batman? <laughs> I mean, it's like, and it's kind of like almost jabbing fun at Michael Keaton. Yeah. Because Michael Keaton doesn't look like someone who could play yeah, Batman. Okay. I mean, he's a small dude, not very buff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's sort of laughable. I mean, but in, in, anyway, anyway, um, she gets the taser and I'm like, good symbolism, but then she's going to put it into both of their mouths. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and then, and, oh, and then, oh, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. I was saying he's already right next to those exposed wires. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was kind of, it was, it was really just like. That's why I was like, this is just overkill. But, uh, oh, go ahead. Where are you? And then, um, Catwoman knocks out Batman, and he is just on the ground. He's on the floor. I mean, he can't even do anything. Yeah. Like, he is just laying there on the floor. And, uh, my brother Jude came down for like the last five minutes of the movie. And I'm like, you see that? Batman is on the floor. <laughs> he got knocked out unconscious because he got hit one time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Ah, those cat powers are so weird. How does she get them? Because she has cat powers, right? She's climbing, and she's an agile when she wasn't before. I mean, she's, I mean, she's muscular in a woman type of way. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's, I mean, why? I mean, just one hit from her just knocked <laughs> Batman out. I mean, Batman is a tough person. I mean, in the comics, in the Nolan movies, he's real tough. I mean, one punch from Catwoman isn't going to knock them yeah. out, but um, they... So, explain this to me. Did, um, does she eat the... Do they both eat the taser? Yeah, she puts the taser in between both their mouths so she gives them that final kiss. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. All right. 
whatever. Um, <laughs> and then the oh, then don't forget, Sam. The penguin comes yes. back, baby. Um, <laughs> he comes back and he's gonna shoot Batman, but Batman stops him. I mean, he just knocks him out too. Yes. And Penguin dies. That's one of the problems. And we see this a whole lot with some of the earliest superhero movies. They just kill off each villain one by one. Yeah. I mean, they never. there's never any thought for the return in the sequel, you know? Because yeah. that's something that's always interesting to see, like with Thanos. He's going to come back mm-hmm. in part two. Yeah. Um, but no, they're just going to wipe him off right there. Whatever. <laughs> and so... Um, yeah, Penguin's dead. We're meant to believe Catwoman's dead. And then we have just this boring, 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 boring um, sequence with Bruce and Alfred. Yeah. Um, Bruce goes to um, the owl, I guess, where Selina fell. And there's her cat. And um, he's just holding the cat. And he comes back <laughs> to Alfred. And Alfred's like, Merry Christmas, sir. And he's like, Merry Christmas to you, too. And a happy... And then, did he say a, and a happy new year? I, I, I don't remember. I, I, I think I started to zone out during the uh, right at the end of that movie. <laughs> I did too. I did too. And then the bat symbol comes up and Catwoman answers the call. Yeah, I don't know if she answers. She, she's just standing there. <laughs> I mean, but she responds to it. I mean, she, it's almost like I'm, she's completed what she wanted to, yeah. right? I mean, she, her mission is really over. Yeah. Um, but she's still like. She uh, got her one life left. She's. <laughs> yeah, she. Yeah, I did like that. I mean, she keeps getting shot, and uh, she says, "I have nine lives." I did kind of like the bit. It didn't make any sense, <laughs> like any of her powers. It doesn't make sense, but um, I did like it for what for what it was. Um, and she's getting shot, but. Yeah, she's got one more life left, and with sweet, does she really have nine lives? Yeah, um, she was she was counting. I I didn't realize she said that Batman killed her. I don't remember him killing her. And then she said the penguin killed her, but she fell in a truck full of kitty litter. So, but that was weird. Yeah. She's like saved by kitty yeah. litter. So, but I, I don't. I don't know that. The one time I actually remember her dying was when she died originally from Shrek pushing her out the window. But yeah, yeah I don't um, know. I don't know. <laughs> um, so she's back. I think she answers the call. She's gonna go save more of the weak women. See, if anything, I mean, this is supposed to be um, women empowering, right? Yeah. But I mean, Catwoman has called these women weak. <laughs> I mean, this could be straight up offensive to some women watching that. Because, I mean, what if there is an audience member out there who has been assaulted or something? I mean, this is not... That is rude. I mean, Burton has no right to call yeah. those women weak. But it's... Uh, Burton's vision has really messed up this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, this... He shouldn't have really even returned. But, you know, I'm just glad that Nicholson still got a paycheck <laughs> for this movie. Because he's the one... He's the only one here that really deserves yeah. it. Um, I mean, his performance still is wrong. We've already talked about that, but this is so messed up, Sam. I mean, I finished this movie with you, uh, with, with Jude, and I'm like, I don't know which direction I'm gonna go, but but what direction are we gonna go? I am in suspense, Sam, for the first time <laughs> in this retrospective, in any um, uh, podcast I've done so far when you've gotten some recommendations. I am in suspense. 
Sam, do you recommend Batman Returns? I I do with a a big caveat. Um it's mainly I recommend it for the the Catwoman performance like you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, the the rest of the movie is uh uh I would say if you can make it through the movie, you'll be fine. But uh, this is not like a must watch, like the original, not not like Batman eighty nine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Sam. I told Jude after I finished. This is somehow. This is, in one way, the worst movie we reviewed in this retrospective. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, it's the best. <laughs> this is laugh- is this laughably bad? I don't know. There were times where I bursted out laughing, just how really stupid this movie yeah. is. I am. I don't know. I mean, nineteen eighty nine. I mean, there. That's a good bad movie, but Burns Vision is so. It, it could be so good. Burns is a really flawed director at times, but he could be a mastermind sometimes yeah. too. Nightmare um, Before Christmas, um, Edward Scissorhands, Alice Wonderland was not good, neither was Dumbo, um, but those two movies are so good. Um, Night Before Christmas is one of my favorite um, stock motion movies, and possibly my yeah. favorite. Um, but oh, this is, oh my goodness, <laughs> this, this movie, I mean, it doesn't deserve a recommend. Technically, this is trash, <laughs> garbage. I mean, this is this is terrible. But on one hand, there is a good performance by Pfeiffer, yeah. and then there's some really laughable moments. But technically, Pfeiffer is really the only good thing about this movie. But she has some huge problems yes. as well with her character, with her powers. I don't. This is so weird. Um, and then there's those laugh bits. Are those three things enough for me to give this movie a recommendation? I know it. Oh my goodness, <laughs> this is so weird. I I really should have gone in um, knowing whether or not to recommend this or not, but I didn't. I, I I didn't. I I does. It's the question of does this movie deserve its recommendation? Is this a movie? That people are going to going to enjoy. Midway in the movie, I asked myself, "What audience is this aimed at?" Yeah. Because this can't be aimed at a Batman audience, right. right? Because there is like next to no Batman in this movie, and there's no arc. He's not a well-rounded character. I mean, the Batman's not good in this movie. Besides, he's got some good gadgets, a good costume, and a good Batmobile, and he actually has some pretty decent action in his opening scene. And then on one hand, I mean. This can't even be a family movie just because of how repulsive the penguin is, what he does. I mean, this is the worst villain we've done so yes. far. I, can we agree wait, on wait, that? Wait. He, he's terrible. <laughs> I mean, Burgess Meredith was better. All those villains in the, in the 60s movie, they were better. I mean, Nicholson's been the best so far, obviously. I mean, I like Bob more <laughs> than the penguin. I mean, I'm not going to slam to be a hard. I'm not. I don't really like his performance. I I don't like it, but I'm not. I don't think he's just trash. I mean, it's the writing really that that really just condemns this yeah. movie. Um, no, 
I, I no, can't recommend. recommend. I don't. I don't blame you. Yeah. I can't. I can't really argue with you because, like I said, my mine's a weak recommendation just based on mm-hmm. the Catwoman performance. You know, and it, yeah. and in all honesty, Catwoman, it's not the greatest performance, but uh, being a big Batman fan, I find the movie very boring <laughs> for most of the most yes. of the fan. I think the audience is aimed at Tim Burton fans more than anything else. You know. Is definitely yeah, a Tim Burton. But there are better there are better concepts for Burton. If Burton is wanting to tell a freakish story like Edward Scissorhands or The Nightmare Before Christmas, he has to create these these concepts. He he is using Batman and he's like grasping at straws to make this uh, his vision, but there aren't any there. Yeah. Um I mean, but Burton apparently enjoyed making this movie. He came back for a third, he he came back to the studio. He had a script. I'm ready for a third movie. They yeah. said no. I mean, this movie was not nearly as successful as Batman 1989. And I mean, I mean, who could blame him? I mean, the merchandising was off. And man, uh, third and fourth, this is really going to take a downhill <laughs> turn. Um, but I have to say that this was a ton of fun. I'm talking about this movie, and there really are some laughable words. And you know, I'd say YouTube, yes, because go YouTube some of those ridiculous penguin scenes, some of those, um, the the Batman scrap scene, those bad lines, and there's some laughable stuff here. Jude walked in last five minutes, he laughed at something. (laughs) I mean, it's there are some laughable bits here. But no, I, I can't. I just can't recommend this movie. It's, it's not a good movie. <laughs> but I will give props to Piper. The Shelf Piper, if you're listening to this podcast, you did do a good <laughs> job. Um, but no, um, yeah, that wraps up our Bat and Returns discussion. But we are opening the, the new um, uh, part of this podcast. So, um, Sam, are there five movies that you have on your watch list that you're looking forward to seeing um, right, sometime? I, I'm cheating a little bit. I got four movies and one series coming to Netflix that I'm looking at. Um, okay, okay, yeah, that counts. Yeah. So the the series I'm looking forward to is called Cursed, and um, it is about Nimue, the woman uh, from Arthurian legend who becomes the Lady of the Lake and it gives Arthur Excalibur. So... Um, that mm-hmm. one is supposed to. There's no release date yet, but it's supposed to be out this summer. Um, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, just has um has its release date been affected because of what's going on I, right I now? I don't think so. Um, I I've been doing you know I was reading, looking up some stuff, and doing some research on it. And I don't. I think most of it, like the post production and everything, was pretty much done uh, before the uh, pandemic mm-hmm. hit. So I think Netflix is just holding on to it uh maybe just finalizing uh, you know with a lot of these uh mo- a lot of the summer movies are getting released right on to uh streaming platforms so maybe they're just holding off yeah on, on seeing what if they get any more movies uh that were supposed to go to the theater um i i, I don't know what the deal is um i actually just found out yeah Capone. i just found out about oh, it was coming out about a week ago um so it's it's based on a young adult novel so I may not be the target audience, <laughs> so. Uh, but I, I'm looking forward to it because, I, like I said last week, I, I was watching The Last Kingdom, and uh, it's you know historical fiction uh, series. So, 
Uh, I do like the Arthur Legends, mm-hmm. so I, I'm interested in that one. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you know, Capone starring Tom Hardy was released just a few days ago. Okay. On, uh, I think it was Vox or something. A VOD or some, something, some streaming platform that starts with a V. I don't know if I can get it on Prime Video. Yeah. Um, I was kind of interested in Capone, but I have not heard good things uh, about it. Yeah, I, I didn't even realize it was out, so I can tell you it was way not on my radar. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the next one I'm I'm interested in is uh, Tenant. Um, it's got our next Batman in it. Yes, it looks really really interesting. Um, you know, I, I saw the uh, you know, the trailer for it, and I've done a little bit of reading. I, I tried to avoid too much now because there's so many spoilers out on the internet for anything. Um, so it just looks mm-hmm. like a good time, uh, you know, time travel thriller and. Uh, you know, getting to see uh, Robert Pattinson kind of get away from Twilight and Harry Potter will help uh, kind of get that idea that he's going to be the next Batman in my mind, you know? Yeah, you know, people don't recognize him, but like Pattinson done some other things. He had um, The Lighthouse come out and he was supposed to give a very strong performance there. He's given some other strong performances, but yeah, I mean, he's bringing in baggage. I mean, people hate the Twilight <laughs> movies and I haven't seen yeah. him. I have. I am in the middle of reading the book series. Actually, oh, really? yeah. um, I finished the first one. I haven't really started on the second one. I'm not sure if I want to. The first one, um, it's just not aimed at me. It's so mushy, yeah. you know. It's just um, really just so. That's weird. It's yeah. not aimed at me. Yeah, my <laughs> my wife tricked me into some uh, Twilight back when it first got released because. Um... You know, it was kind of like on the tail end of the good underworld movies, um, mm-hmm. and uh, Blade, <laughs> and so, you know, yeah. and so like vampires and werewolves. They're like, you know, I really enjoyed Blade and uh, the, the most of the underworld movies. And so my wife was like, "Oh, it's got kind of vampires and werewolves." And I remember watching it. It was like we got done, and I was like, <laughs> "What in the heck did I just watch?" Uh, so, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. It's, I don't think either one of us are the target audience for Twilight. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but what's your what's your next um, one? I actually uh, Godzilla versus Kong, and uh, I've mm-hmm. I've kind of enjoyed these, especially the the latest King Kong with uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Um, yes, that Ryan. one's really that one's really yeah, good. I, I enjoyed that one, and I I enjoyed the last Godzilla uh, King of Monsters. So. Um, uh, with Millie Bobby Brown and from uh, Stranger Things mm-hmm. fame, you know that that was a that was yeah. a good Godzilla. So I, I, in all fairness, I grew up watching the Japanese Godzilla bad dubbed with the man in the rubber suit. Uh, so Godzilla does hold a special place in my heart. <laughs> so, uh, mm-hmm. but I, so I've been joining the uh, Godzilla movies. Um, uh, next one I've got is uh, Morbius. Um, that one, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to that one because you know, p- apparently, uh, Marvel's also going to bring back uh, Blade. Um, so, ah, uh, yeah. yeah, having some, they are with um, Mahasha Ali, yeah, exactly, yeah, that and um, and then of course, uh, the rounded out uh, Wonder Woman 1984, that's probably the, the yes. top movie in the next six, eight months. I'm looking forward to watching, yeah, so. All right, um, good ones, yeah, definitely. Um, um, as for me, you know, 
just with everything that's been going on, I have been focusing on um, releases coming up. I've just been focusing on movies I want to see, like rent them or something. Yeah. Uh, so all of mine are really ones that I might look to that have been released and are all on rent or something. Um, but the main one for me would be what we do in the shadows um, by director Tech Waititi. Oh yeah. Um, he's a he's um. One of my favorite directors from Thor Ragnarok and Jojo Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've actually been in the middle of watching the show of what we do in the shadows, but I've not seen the movie. Um, so I'm really wanting to get to that. I love this concept of a documentary crew finding vampires a comedy. Uh, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. Um, another one I'm wanting to see is... Oh, um, Henry V um, by a director Kenneth Branagh. Okay, I haven't yeah. seen a lot of his work. I know him from the Thor movie, which I'm not crazy about, but I thought it was okay. I'd recommend it if we ever get, got to a <laughs> MC retrospective. But okay. um, um, you know, I don't really know much about this, but I do like um, medieval stories. You know, Henry V is a um, he's cool dude. But uh, this was actually released in 1989 by yeah. the Batman movie. So, um, another one would be. Oh, um, Dune, the the movie. That is one that's going to come out soon. Yeah, that's uh, December. Um, yeah, and yeah. I'm excited for that. Um, I'm in the middle of also reading the Dune books as well. Okay. Um, so I can look forward to watching this movie when it comes out. And um, so that's what I don't know much about Dune a whole lot yet. I'm still reading my No Country for Old Men book, so... I'm in between both right now, but I'm mainly on No Control Men. And um, third would, uh, the uh, fourth would be Fargo okay. um, by the Coen brothers. That's a, um, that's a good one. They've made, <laughs> yeah, they've made some good movies. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. And probably last one. There's so many that I want to see, actually. Um you know, I'll go with um, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Um, Steven Spielberg is he's one of my favorite directors. He's made so many good movies with um, King of the Crystal Skull. You know, that's one of my favorites of his. I'm kidding. Um, that's <laughs> I, that's by I, far I, his worst. I, I was going to have to like, uh, are you being serious? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah. I'm not a defender of that movie. That is trash. Uh, but he's made some of my all-time favorite movies just um and i know saving private ryan is kind of a a different movie for him you know it's more serious movie but yeah uh i could always count on tom hanks too it's great i remember you know tom hanks and is that that kind of blew my mind when i saw that (laughs) yeah tom hanks always gives a good performance yes absolutely um so yeah definitely um Looking forward to seeing some of those, and yeah. Uh, are there, are, so, let me let me ask you a question: Is there a movie coming okay. out in, anytime soon that you're like absolutely probably not going to watch that you can think of that I'm absolutely not going to watch at at least not in the theater if you can avoid it. Um. Well, I guess since I couldn't go to the theater now, if there's a movie coming <laughs> out that I'm like going to avoid, yeah. Um. Oh. You know, I'm normally only aware of ones that um, 
that like uh, I want to see, <laughs> but you know, yeah. with that Capone movie, it, it, I think it's um, it already is kind of out. Yeah. Uh, but just hearing all of the bad reviews about that, I I really have no interest in it. And yeah. I've talked to my dad about it too, and he doesn't have an interest in seeing it either. Yeah. Uh, we both like Tom Hardy, but um, Josh Trank is the director of that movie, directed the Fantastic Four movie, and he's not a very oh yeah I guess popular directors if this movie is planned on being his comeback and it hasn't been yeah. Um, so yeah that's probably what i'd have to say um yeah but probably I'm, I'm pretty excited um what's gonna come out this year really 2021 is what i'm excited about because we got that yeah. batman movie coming out you know it'll be cool when we like sit back down and we're reuniting <laughs> um, but yeah so Sam, this was a really good discussion. This might be the funnest discussion I've had on this podcast. It's been Just, it's been a good one. It was a good movie to review, whether it was uh, recommended or not. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's interesting because you know I laughed so much in this movie, but I couldn't recommend it to anyone else. Yeah. But um, yeah, and even you came down on a definitely a lesser recommend than what we did <laughs> yeah. before. This is definitely the worst that we have reviewed so far. Um, on this uh, retrospective, could I say that? I I agree. <laughs> yeah, we but we haven't gotten um, to the worst ones yet. <laughs> you know we haven't. You know I'm so ready to see Catwoman. <laughs> I'm really hoping that's just a hot yeah. piece of garbage I'll recommend <laughs> or something. I don't know. Yeah. It was um, it was but... so bad. It was so bad. It won a Raspberry, and Halle Berry actually went to that that award show and accepted yes. the uh, accepted the award in person. <laughs> yeah, I cannot wait to um get talk about that. I saw her speech on the show and she really rolls with it. I mean she laughs at herself and at the director of that movie, but um yeah. Um I cannot wait to get to that. That's <laughs> the build up so far. Yes, it is. It's not looking very bright with Batman <laughs> Forever, Batman and Robin, but I'm looking forward to that. I'm just I've heard the legends, but I've not seen the movie. <laughs> Um, so I mean that, but I think when I've, would you I, like to? I've seen it once, so when I rewatch it, it's gonna be like watching it for the first time again for me. Oh, okay. Um, so when would you like to discuss Batman Forever? Um, I might be able to do it next week. I just gotta, you know, mm-hmm. work's picking back up. I'll be going full time. You know, Rock City's opening back up, so may, maybe yeah. next Thursday is probably the best day okay. for me. All right, we'll do that then. All right, sounds good. Uh, Sam, thank you so much for joining me. Um, where can people find you if they uh, want to hear more about you or what you do? Uh, I'm still just on uh, on Facebook, Sam Fratcham, or just uh, on Instagram, S. Fratcham. So, but uh, again, I, this is probably the most interesting thing I do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as for me, you can find me over at Letterboxd at Noah Newcomb, and then you can find me over at my blog, the Noah Newcomb Hub, where I do other reviews on movies. You can hear some of my um, written reviews on um, Foxcatcher, which I also reviewed, Avatar, and Mad Max Fury Road. Um, so check that out, and uh, leave me a comment of what you think. If you want to um, contact us, please do so at the Movie Maniacs 